a perpetual traveler through the Bible. Please join me for this bird's eye view of the scriptures. Stay as long as you like and let us together discover a bit more about the Bible from the beginning to the end. What is the New Testament really about? The New Testament was especially designed by God to reveal the Lord Jesus Christ to meet the needs of our own lives. The first four books of the New Testament, that is the Gospels, are the biographical section of the New Testament. They tell us who Jesus is and what he did. But who is Jesus? He is the Son of God who became man for us. What he did is shown in the cross, the resurrection and all he accomplished in his life. In the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we discover the incredible secret which the Son of God revealed among men. We should never think of the Gospels as merely the story of the life of Jesus, with the most important part of the New Testament being the letters of Paul. You cannot grasp the letters without the Gospels. Jesus declared in John 6 verses 57 that, As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he will also live because of me. This is one of the key verses in the Gospels that explains all that Christ did, the miracles he performed, the words he spoke, and the power he exercised among men. It is the explanation for everything he accomplished through the cross and the resurrection. After the four Gospels, we move on to the book of Acts. There we have the account of the beginning of the church. The church is nothing more and nothing less than the body of Christ today. The church is the means through which he intends to keep on being who he is and doing what he did. What Jesus did was to pour out his life in order that he might pour it into the body of people who would express that life throughout the entire planet earth. Just before Jesus ascended to heaven, in Acts 1 verses 8 he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The book of the Acts is a simple straightforward recounting of how this body was formed, how it was filled with the Holy Spirit and how it began to grow out from Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to all parts of the earth. This body of people showed the glory of the life of the Son of God that was still working among men in the same ministry that was Jesus's when he was here in the flesh, that is, transforming and changing the lives of men. When we get to the letters that are also known as the epistles, we have the Lord Jesus revealed again in terms of an explanation of how he is, who he is in us, and how he did what he did. These are not complicated letters. There is nothing like a letter to reveal what we really are. The letters of the New Testament explain for us in very practical terms how Christ lives his life in us, how he is, what he is through us and how what he did becomes relevant to the life around us in terms of our own personality. All the letters are composed in the same simple pattern. The first part of each letter is doctrinal, the second part practical. The first part is simply revealing of truth. The second is applying of the truth. Truth must always be applied. Do you remember what Jesus said in John 8 verses 32? You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
until we begin to learn who Jesus is and what he does, and then apply it to our own life and heart, we could read our Bibles for years and years and yet remain totally unchanged and untouched. The worldwide church, the body of Christ, comprises almost entirely of people who are defeated, discouraged, absolutely at a loss to know where to turn to or what to do. And this includes pastors and ministers. We all spend our time desperately crying out to God to rescue us. We are all totally ignorant of, or desperately ignoring, what He has already done for us. We are living in unbelief. This is the main problem in the Christian experience. What does 1 Corinthians 2 verses 16 tell us? For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct Him? But we have the mind of Christ. But what are we saying in our prayers and our lives? O oh God, give us the mind of Christ. What kind of faith is it that prays, Give me the mind of Christ? All the marvelous promises of the Scripture are continually being cast aside by Christians because we do not believe what they say. We are always asking God for things He already has granted us. Back in 1994, we all saw on television the new president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela, as he took office. When he raised his right hand and repeated the simple lines of the oath of office, he became the president of South Africa. He believed it and began to act like a president, issuing orders and governing. He began immediately to act as the president of South Africa. He didn't look any different and perhaps he did not feel any different. He did not change outwardly. There was simply a word which he believed, and on the basis of that word, his entire life began to change, because he believed that the oath he took made him the president of South Africa. The purpose of the letters of the New Testament is to simply show us in the clearest, most practical language the splendid truths which are part of the greatest miracle ever performed, that Jesus Christ lives his life in us. These truths are not only stated for us, but they are continually being applied in the most practical way through every circumstance and situation we might encounter. We can find the truth coming through the three personalities of the writers of these letters. Firstly, there was Peter, the fisherman, who used the key of his confession to cast out his net to present the beginnings of spiritual things, catching men at the beginning of life. That is what a fisherman does. Then there was Paul, the tent maker, who was always constructing and building and completing, sewing something together, making something. That is a tent maker's job. Then there is John, the net mender. This is what he was doing when Christ first found him. John's ministry was one of repairing and restoring and bringing us all back to God's original plan. And this is a vital ministry in today's postmodern world. Now here is a question to ask yourselves. Are you a Peter, or a Paul, or a John? At the very end of the New Testament, we come to the book of Revelation. This is the only book in the New Testament which deals completely with prophecy. The book of Revelation unveils for us the time when who Jesus is and what he did will become evident to the whole universe. In Revelation we read and comprehend how the kingdoms of this earth shall become the kingdoms of our Lord Jesus. It reveals how he will reign forever and ever and how the secret which is revealed in the Gospels, and that is, 
man is to be totally available to the indwelling God so he can triumph in victory over all the combined forces of sin, death and hell. Personally for me a single verse summarizes the entire message of the New Testament. That is Colossians 1 verses 27. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We have no hope if we do not have that. If Christ is not active in us, and we have not already begun to experience the mystery of His life being lived in us, then firstly, we will not be Christians, and secondly, we have no hope. We have no hope of glory. We have no hope of fulfillment, and no hope of ever being anything. The purpose of the New Testament is simply to unveil to us the one who is the complete answer to all our needs. If the New Testament does not do that, then it has not served its purpose. The New Testament would then be a totally useless book. It isn't the Bible that we need. It is the Christ who is seen in the Bible that we need. The Bible itself is only an instrument. It isn't the Bible that sustains us. It is Christ in us that sustains us. This is what transforms us. The New Testament was written in order that we may see Jesus Christ like Paul writes in Colossians. Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is David Wiles, your fellow traveler in Christ, and this has been the podcast of the Bible, From the Beginning to the End, Episode 4.